Thank you guys for tuning in to the Dovish Experience Podcast. It's your boy, Frank Nitty. I'm back with another episode. It's Lovecraft Country, Episode 7. I really appreciate you guys clicking that button and giving me an opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my opinions on how this show is going. I really enjoy this show. You know, if you haven't had a chance to watch this show, I really implore you to go out and, and watch it and, and catch up. And because this show is, I think, is going to be one of those ones that we talk about for a long time. It hasn't been renewed for season two yet, but, you know, that's still to come. They're probably waiting to kind of get the full numbers because the numbers so far has been on par with some of the other shows that they put out, which was like Watchmen, that show actually won an Emmy. So uh, I'm pretty sure the show is going to get picked up for a second season. They just haven't announced it yet. But I do think the show is going to get picked up. And I really, you know, I want to continue to watch it because Jordan Peele and some of the actors have been really doing a great job on the show. You know, this has had been a different type of show. It's been adapted from a book the Lovecraft Country book. So they're doing a really good job. I haven't read the book myself, but I do enjoy the show. So with that, you know, this your boy, Frank Nitty. I'm going to go ahead and get started talking about these things. Like I say, always grab your lighters, pull up. If you're at the gym or if you're out working out, turn me up. Let's get it. Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dove Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Nitty. I'm so excited. You know, I get excited about putting these episodes out because I like to talk about things that makes me feel good, things that kind of interest me, and things that make me wonder and kind of think about in the future, like, could this possibly happen? And this is one of those shows, like, you know, we, we've actually been watching it together, you know, week by week. We're now down to, we're up to episode seven, and episode eight is going to come out. And I kind of enjoy, you know, I used to kind of be like, why do we have to wait week to week with these shows? But now I kind of really understand, I really enjoy watching things week to week because it gives you a opportunity to sit down in front of a tv it's almost like playing shows that you know you're going to watch and you have to you know get those timings set up and you kind of get your dvr or however you watch it sit down and you're going to watch something that you know the rest of the world is going to be watching together it's kind of not you know netflix kind of ruined that ruined that that opportunity that we had to do that together to live tweet together so you know when netflix dropped a show they just dropped the whole thing which is a good thing too but you kind of binge it out and you watch it in two or three days and then it's over and you kind of have to wait a full entire year or however long it takes for the next season to come out but you know you have these scripted shows where it come out once a week and everybody's kind of watching it together and you can kind of you can breathe after the show and you can talk about it after the show but because the Netflix things you can't always talk about at the same time because somebody might not be on episode five. They could be on episode two, and they just you don't want to ruin it for them. So you know, I do appreciate things being scripted, and this is this is something that I enjoy to talk about. So you know, with the opening scene, we see Hippolyte. You know, we haven't seen a lot of her because she the story has really been about Tick, uh, Letty, and Montrose and chasing the book of order and trying to get these spells and things you know trying to get this whole thing under wraps on trying to protect the family and things like that so now we see Hippolyta, the, the wife of, of george if i pronounce her name so please forgive me you know she's she's the wife of george you know who who basically passed away in episode two which i thought that was a premature death on the show you know they are quick to you know write somebody off the show and especially somebody of his his acting skills i thought he would have been a very you know a good pivotal uh, person to be have on the show because his acting was so good and i thought he was gonna be one of the stars of the show but you know coming to see that he died in episode two that was one of those things i was like oh wow they kind of you know kind of took a turn with that but you know we saw we, we saw here back in, in uh, one of the early episodes where she was kind of looking at this you know this type of orbital uh type of um, atlas type thing that was in one of the rooms we, we didn't quite get a full glimpse of it and then the next episode we saw her you know trying to figure it out in the clubhouse where in the in the workstation where her husband was when he does his runs to kind of do the guide trips and things like that and so we see her now she's recovered it and she's at the house and she's uh, she's also we see her you know at the house where um uh, 
where Tick and Letty and Montrose, and Montrose were there, and Uncle Uncle George, they were there when they were trying to get the spell casted on them, and the house caved in, and we saw that whole thing play out where um, they were trying to use they were trying to use Tick as the person to open up this portal, and you know in the earlier episodes we saw her her daughter at the end of the episode when they was coming back from Boston that they found the the atlas that her that her that her husband George used and she saw that he had marked it off and he was going to he, he had went to this certain place and so that's how she got there and so now we know that she's been there and she found the the cover of the the book that her daughter had drawn for her husband because anytime he goes on a guide trip the daughter she draws up some type of uh comic book series for him and kind of that's her thing she's a drawer so she draws these comic book ideas for him to kind of give him something to read because he's a very avid reader and so anytime he goes on a trip she draws him a new character she names it and she draws out the whole comic book for him and she found the comic book cover that her daughter had wrote and so she know that her husbands were there and so now she's really invested in trying to figure out what's going on so she's back at home and she's trying to figure out how to get this solar system um, device to activate or work and things like that. So she's pretty good at figuring out things and she's been trying to figure it out and she gets frustrated and she pushes on the floor and she lays across the bed and she's just thinking about how can she get this thing to work. And she sees it from an angle while she's laying on the bed and, and a thought pops into her mind and it kind of gets her to thinking like, what if I do this to it, turn it to the side and, and it's the gravitational pull or or whatever it takes to get this thing activated it kind of dawned on her and she got up and she went and she she, she grabbed the, the solar system and she turned the dials on them and she got it to open and then all of a sudden it starts ticking and it starts moving and it's lighting up and then in that in the moment it opens up the top and it has an incantation at the top of it it has some writing and then there's a key inside of it and so she grabs the key out of it and she sees and she reads that it has some type of uh, message to it and kind of leads her down a path to go somewhere and so now she's ready to go and go go on this adventure because she knows that you know that Montrose and she knows that Letty and Tick had basically lied to her about George's death so she wants to go and find out for herself so she's on this she's going to go take this road trip and she's going to go see what's going on what is the key uh, opens up and she wants to know and so with this show we really see that you know they do a really good um, character building and character art because we really didn't have a lot that was going on with uh, Hippolyte in the beginning, but now we kind of see her, her characters kind of take, take a step forward. And with these episodes, we see that each episode of the last couple of weeks is, has been about more or less uh, building a character and giving a character more of a story and more of a, a foothold in the in the episodes and more of a foothold in the season and in the show altogether. Because, you know, we had Tick going to the story about South Korea last week, and then we had about Letty, and we had about Ruby, so now we have Hippolyte. So everybody's kind of had that own individual individual story and backstory and this is the one where Hippolyte is kind of doing her thing and she's kind of going to figure out her own way. You know, we do a quick cutscene and we see that Christina and Will and William, who is we know that you know that William is actually played by Christina. So she, Christina is actually talking to Ruby and she sees she she reveals to her you know what's really going on. She lets her know that hey William was you know my boyfriend and you know he he was I told you the story about you know the, the about the police officer who tried to kill him and leave him for dead, but basically he is dead. And so what Christina did she she used the spells and she used the things that she she's been studying from William because the reason why she was with William in the first place is because her she being a daughter she wasn't privy to any of the the mess any of the magic that that she would have been privy to if she was a man so her daughter she as a daughter to her dad she wanted to prove him 
wrong and, and, and let him know that she was worthy to be, you know, to have the magic as if she was the, if she was born a son. So she went out to find William and she had William to teach her and she was going to use that teaching to show her dad that she was capable of being the son that she that he thought he should he should have had. And so, you know, when William died, she continued to do the magic and she used his incantations and his magic potions and things like that to transform his body, transfer her, transform her into a body that looked like him. And so Ruby is really furious and really upset about this. And she wants to know everything that's been going on. So we get a little glimpse of, you know, the ending of that the ending of that one episode where, you know, Ruby saw that that uh, Christina basically turned into turn from William into Christina. She came out of the skin. You know, she she's now Christina. And Ruby was really upset and furious about that. So we kind of get a, another little snippet of what they were talking about. But, you know, the main character of this episode is going to be about Hippolyta. So Letty is having a dream. It's kind of similar to the dream that Tick had in one of the episodes. You know, Letty has a dream that she's running through that mansion house where they were in. You know, the house is burning from that time when Tick was trying to open up the portal. And he saw that this black lady was in the portal and she was running out the house. And we're thinking about, you know, thinking back about the show. It may be his mom that, you know, or his, you know, his one of his great descendants of his mom. And she was leading her out of the house. And she was basically running through the house and she was, you know, the house was catching on fire and again the lady the black lady stopped at the end of the doorway you know and she stopped and lady stopped and all of a sudden she was like she kind of feeling like what's going on she was like looking around and she can start to see that you know something was growing in her stomach and she was rubbing her stomach and then all of a sudden she was catching a fire and she woke up and so she went you know she woke up and she was just kind of all kind of displaced and she's wondering like what's going on and she was feeling some kind of way and then she goes into the room and she tells Tick about the, the dream that he had. And she was like, ain't this very strange that we both had kind of the same similar dream? You know, like what's what's going on? And, you know, Tick kind of says maybe, you know, she's trying to tell us something. You know, they're trying to let us let us in on something. And I believe that, you know, they're, that the lady is basically trying to let them know, you know, something that they, they should be looking out for or something that's going to happen to them in the future. And she, this lady is going to guide them to the right way. Because it looks like it was could have been, you know, either his mom or somebody you know of his of the descendant of, of his mother or great grandmother or something like that that was in his bloodline to basically you know give him the knowledge and the power to to open up these portals to read these books so the things that he's trying to do to to understand these incantations to try to you know ward off these evil spirits and spells that could possibly try to come back and hurt harm and you know him and his family so as tick and letty starts to talk you know they kind of come up with some you know sincere scenarios where they may need to run it by his dad to try to ask his dad does he know anything about his about the, about his mom you know that could possibly give him some you know some insight on some family members that he can talk to about this and so he uh letty and you know tick they go to go by his dad house and of course his dad you know we've seen in the early episode where his dad is actually you know he's come out as gay he's been having this you know secret affair with this man and, and all of a sudden now this man he's at his house and he's cooking breakfast for him in the morning and of course you know that he still feel uncomfortable about the situation and he's kind of giving the guy the third degree and giving him a hard time and so they're, they're about to have a, a early morning fight and then he get ready to leave out of the house and he goes out the door and all of a sudden he grabs an arm and he looks to, he looks down the hallway and there's tick and Liddy. And this is the first time Tick has basically seen his dad, you know, with another man. He has heard the stories that has been told to him from the guy that when they went on the Boston trip, kind of talked to him about, you know, that this guy was, you know, you know, could possibly be you know, that be, be in the same circle that the man that 
he sent him out back when he was you know getting, getting hit from the guy and he's just let him know about this whole this whole um story about that his dad could possibly be gay but you know he didn't want to believe the stories until that exact moment when he saw it for his own eyes and it really kind of affected him and it broke him down and he was really upset and the guy kind of you know walks out in shame and you know his dad was one he's really frustrated and really is upset with them but you know because he has to have you know tick has to have that moment with him like you know did, did my mom know you know you know you're you're gay did my mom know he's like yeah she knew and it just really just hurt his soul because he he's like hey the stories are true about you you know you are gay you know but he used you know other words to kind of let him know and kind of say it to his face and his dad was really furious and upset with him about it and so you know tick stormed out of the apartment he went back went out back and he, you know, he's really having a, a moment to himself. And Letty kind of maybe had a had a quick uh, combo with the dad. It kind of, you know, got some information he's possibly needing. She comes out behind and try to console him and let him know that what the dad told him that he need to go to, you know, St. Louis and talk to the family. And so he's going to try to go there. And so now you see Tick and Letty they're trying to make their way over to, you know, over to Hippolyte's to the shop to try to use the car to go to St. Louis and, and chase down some leads and things like that. But she's on her own mission. Like I said, she just grabbed that key from that solar system and she you know she's now she's off to mayfield and she doesn't want them to come because he wants to use the car but she's like no i have something to do and she has ruby to watch the daughter so she can go to mayfield you know and let it and so now we see that you know you know he doesn't have the car and we know that she you know she's on the road and she's going to go try to figure out this um, this thing herself while you know you know tick he goes out to st louis and so you know with this happens you know tick you know so letty and Ruby stays back and so Ruby has a you know a situation where she's watching the kid but you know also Lady is there with her and they're trying to figure out their family dynamic because they haven't really talked since she they had that nice little blow up and once she she left she was been gone for a few days and lady's been worried about wondering where she's been staying but she just she just doesn't know that she's been with you know with uh william aka christina but she hasn't told her that and so she's just kind of have that you know that raw moment with her when she's telling her about it, the mom and she's apologizing for the things that you know happened with them and she's also you know just kind of having that you know having that moment that sister sister bond moment so you know at one moment at one point you know ruby's at the kitchen she's cooking and she asks Letty to come over and just kind of taste something for her. And she goes to taste the sauce or whatever she's trying to get her to taste on the spoon. And Letty has a weird reaction and she just feels very nauseous at the moment, which she doesn't normal normally feel. And so she's wondering why she feels nauseous. And Ruby makes the sly comments like, could it be that she's pregnant? But she doesn't really want to, you know, think that she's pregnant. And then, you, then at that moment, you think about the dream that she had because she was rubbing her stomach in that dream and has let her know she might be having carrying Tick's baby. And you're like, whoa, at that moment. But Ruby just made the comment, just kind of like off putting, not really thinking about it. And she run and, and Lady runs to the bathroom because she knows that her and Tick have been having sex. And of course, you know, when you come from having sex and she's, you know, she was a virgin. And of course, they've been having unprotected sex. So she could possibly be pregnant. So we see Hippolyta, she reached to the telescope where the direction kind of led her and she goes into this telescope room and she sees this big, this big uh, telescope and she sees all this equipment. She sees exactly where this key that she got from the solar system, she sees that she puts it in and she gets ready to turn it on, but it doesn't come on. And she wonders like, what's going on? Like, why doesn't things come on? And so she's sitting there and she's brainstorming. She's trying to figure out exactly how do I get this thing on? So you can see that they're, they're showing like how all the dimensions and the numbers and 
and the, the 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 cosmic things and how all these things could align with with longitude and latitude and things like that and you can see all these numbers kind of popping up in her brain that's kind of showing it and she's trying to figure out exactly how this thing works and how to turn it on so we do a quick cut scene and we, sh we shoot over to where you know ticket just made it to st louis and he's trying to trace down that lead that his dad kind of told him about you know he's trying to chase down the family member but that family member is no longer living so he's talking to one of her you know the family members friends and she's talking to him and she's talking about the things that her mom his mom used to talk about and you know always just keep him upbeat and she was just giving all these stories that you know one of her because they were best friends and so she would give him all these stories about you know her past and what was going on and and they kind of come up and start talking about you know some pictures and things so she gets up to go to the table she go gets up to go grab the book of pictures and kind of show him like his family tree and who his family was and as he's looking through the through the photographs he noticed that one of the gentlemen in the picture has a you know has a uh, a marking on his arm kind of similar to what the marking that they burned into him when he was getting those rituals about started so he looks at the marking and he goes to the mirror and he kind of pulls down his shirt and on his shoulder it's the same marking that he has and so he realizes that there's something very strange about that that ties him together and as he's looking in the mirror the phone rings and, you know she gets up and she answers the phone and she comes back and say hey the phone's for you and on the phone there's a lady on the phone she's letting him know like hey she just realized that Hippolyte has found the um, the the solar system and she has something and she could be in trouble and she and she could be in trouble in Mayfield. And so we we cut back to Hippolyte. She finally figures out um, the, the 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 right longitude, latitude, or whatever it takes to get this machine to work. Because you know it was an old machine. He had just been sitting there. And she figures it out and she turns it on and it starts to work. And she's like, whoa, this thing is working. And she's like in shock that to wonder what it is. And then all of a sudden she sees she hears two cops as she turn on. She hears two cops coming down the hallway and they come into the room and they're like, what? How does this thing come on? Who turned this on? And then they go around the machine because she's crawling on the floor trying to hide and they find her. And they get her up and they're like, who are you? What are you doing? Why is this open? Why did you turn this on? What, what is this? What are you doing? And so in that moment, they they pull out the gun. They get ready to shoot her. And Tick shows up. So I don't know. Magically, that's TV. I'm pretty sure this TV magic where, you know, he goes from Louisville. He going from St. Louis over to Mayfield. I'm not sure how far the distance is. But, you know, they really didn't, you know, make any indication that he left to go save her. But he shows up and he's now he's fighting two cops. They're wrestling and they're fighting and they bump into the machine. And once they bump into the machine, it kind of tears a portal open. It opens up a it opens up a portal and you're looking. It's kind of like jumping around and showing different scenery. You see sceneries of the, the sky. And you see the moon. You see, you know, different uh, mountains. It's just a lot of different sceneries. It's like a rip or tear into the space in, in the, in the space in the room and as he's fighting these two guys you know the gun falls on the floor and then you know when Hippolyta was on the, on the floor she's like searching for the gun she picks it up and as they're wrestling they're trying to fight tick one of them gets up and Hippolyta shoots one of the guys and she shoots him in the chest and he he falls over and the other guy that tick is fighting he grabs him he pushes him through the portal and so now they're like, what in the world is going on? Like, what, what is happening here? And so they're in shock. And then in that moment, she and, and Tick are now sucked into the portal. They're sucked into this dimension world. And they're wondering, and we're like, what in the world is happening? Where are they going? Where is it going to take them? And she can kind of see them going through this, this, this very colorful and this very, you know, uh, vibrant tunnel that leads somewhere. And then she gets there and she's on this, this another planet. 
and you can see off in the distance is almost like a a ship or something and she's on a uh, like you look like she's on the moon or she's in another dimension she's somewhere and never it never described just des described where she was it just showed a bunch of numbers at the bottom of the screen where you can almost think it was like a no more or less it's just like a, a longitude latitude type numbers but they were spaced out with it, it really didn't make sense maybe if i read the book i can have a little bit more understanding but it seems like the numbers had a very um a, a space and time where she was at that particular moment so this wormhole it wasn't really defined it just showed her like showed up and then she saw the the um the ship off to the distance and next thing you know she wakes up and she's naked and she's sitting on the table and you can look on her wrist and there are some type of uh, markings on her wrist and she's wondering like oh have i been abducted by aliens you're like what could possibly be going on and then she gets up off the table and she kind of stands up and she's wondering like where could it what's going on and then she goes to the door and then there's some type of being there there was a black woman with the figure she's really tall she's big she has this really huge afro and she's like hey you're not a prisoner here but she's still trying to get out and the the woman kind of gives her some type of light beam that kind of hits her body and kind of pushes her back onto the floor and then you know hippolyte is kind of using her brain is letting her know hey look you're not in a prison but she's like you know you know she's trying to figure out like where am i you know i, I can i was on this earth, i was on this planet i could breathe and i can walk and she's just using her scientific mind and it's really turning it's really churning and then the the figure comes back into the room again and just say who are you and wh who are you and what do you want and she's just making a joke and she made this quick joke like oh i want to be on the stage with josephine baker in paris and then like Foof, there's a nice you know a light and a beam and she, it, it, it sucks her through a wormhole again and then she wakes up and she's on the stage with josephine baker and she's dancing and she's like what is going on here like i don't believe this like what is happening where am i i'm on the stage with josephine baker and they're going through their routine and they're telling her to dance and like she's supposed to be there all the time and she doesn't understand like what where am i like how how did i get here and she's so puzzled and perplexed like how do i do this she's confused and she's like being forced to dance because she's on the stage with josephine baker because the, the being asked her what does she want to be and she told us i want to be on the stage with josephine baker in paris and it was just a joke and then she's and all of a sudden she's zapped there and she and she's like what am i doing like how do i get how did i get here and she's trying to keep up with the routine but she's in she's in awe of josephine baker because josephine baker is now dancing coming down the stairs and the other girls who are dancing with her are trying to get keep her up to speed to let her know like hey look you need to be dancing and it just felt like a real surreal moment for her and she's just so in awe of josephine baker and as the the show ended when with the, at the show when she with josephine baker ended they go off stage and now she josephine baker is kind of letting her know like hey look you know I, w I was once in your position you know this is the things that these are the moves are made and then you can kind of see her kind of start to settle into the settle into the her being there with josephine baker and they have another show and she's dancing with her and she's much better she's still a little offbeat with the dance moves because she doesn't know she just all of a sudden appeared there and so there it seems like she's in like a dream state world where she's like living out her fantasy and she's really in tune with the fantasy with Josephine Baker because as you continue as you continue to see her there, she's kind of like living up the moment. She's now she's in the moment. She's becoming the grand person that everybody wants to be around. She's dancing. She's smoking cigarettes and she's working the room and she's you know having fun. She's being the 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 vibrant, exciting person that she's always wanted to be. And this is letting her live her life that she's probably always dreamed about. You know this that reality thing that you've always dreamed 
dreamed about that that you wanted to do like if i wasn't married and had kids i this is what i would be doing i would be living on the stage and living in the world josephine baker and i'll be traveling and i'll be this person or i'll be that person and this dream state world is kind of giving her that and she's really enjoying it so, uh, like I said, I think that she's in this type of dream state world where, you know, this being that this magic that she's, you know, that she's a part of and this this wormhole that she got kind of got sucked in is kind of giving her that the alternate reality thing that she would always dreamed about you know she's she's now she's talking to josephine baker she's telling her a story about you know how she was as a kid and where she you know basically where she come from and in the anger that she's had and what she wanted to do and she's like if i had this power you know i i just wanted to do something and i you know i wanted to you know i want to kill white folks and she started screaming her name and now she's zapped into another place and she wakes up on the ground and she's fighting a woman that looks like she's in Africa and you're like what where how does she get there like what is going on and she's like we're in a battle we're having a fight and she's like what and she you know because the first time she got you know pulled into a, into the wormhole and she got put into this alternate reality it took her a moment to kind of get her footing and figure out what's going on and now she's been kind of pulled into another world and she's waking up and she's on the ground and uh, fighting this lady and she looks like she's this tribal lady and they're, they're, she's giving a speech and this powerful lady is kind of have on the ground and now as they continue to you know she continued to live this alternate world she's dreaming and she's like living and she constantly she and as we see in these worlds she starts to get better as time go along because there seems like there, there there is no time in this type of world it just seems like things are just happening at a, at a, at a pace that you know is happening fast because she's learning fast and she becomes this ultimate warrior type princess and she's fighting hard and and throughout this training she's she's conquered the person that she was fighting because i think that was just a trainer someone who's training her to be you know the, the excellent fighter that she needs to be in order to you know combat this war that they're about to go to and she finally wins that particular battle that she's fighting with the woman and she goes over to the queen of the other of the tribal the tribal queen and a tribal queen puts this type of crown on her head kind of gets her ready for battle almost like 300 you put your shield on and you're ready to go to battle when this kind of happens it kind of reminds me of this show called quantum leap it was it, it was about a, a scientist who was working on something and it kind of went wrong and then he would he would wake up and he was actually going to he would be into someone else's body and he would have to live out their body and try to correct the thing that happened with them wrong and he would have this guy sam that would kind of have this particular device to kind of tell him where he was he was like hey now you're in 1950 this is the person that you're living this life and you have to try to correct this mistake for this particular person but you know just on and on and on about that show if you haven't watched the show it was a great show that came out back when i was a kid and i really loved the show and this kind of reminds me of that because she she goes and she she wakes up and she wakes up into a body a different body but it's her body but she just wakes up and she doesn't know what's going on so it gives she has to figure out what's going on and what does it take so after the 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 tribal queen gives her the crown she now is ready to lead the warrior princesses on this battle so we see her she goes out you know outside of the, tri the tribe's town and she sees that there's a there's a war that's about to begin and she's ready for this she's trained for this moment she's ready and she gives the speech and she gets the people that she's fighting it's almost like a, a wonderful speech that you know you're about to die a glorious death you know she's like the 300 warriors but she only has like 10 or 15 warrior princesses with her 
And so you can see her getting everybody excited and she giving that passionate speech and she turns around and she charges the white men. Because you can see her back when she was talking about the story when she was with Josephine Baker and she was like living that moment because she's lived in a time in the 1950s where it's been nothing but chaos and you know, such a hard time for white for black people. And she was like, I just want to kill a white person. But you know, and it almost kind of takes her back to the moment when she shot and killed the police officer and she's talking about it in the stream state world and now she's living it in this in this warrior world where she's like the warrior princess where then takes her down this road where she's battling white men and so she charges the white man and they're having a, a bloodbath fight and they're fighting to the death and her and her warrior princess they kill all the men for the first the first round of the battles and she's ready for that glorious death because there's like another two thousand men and there's only a handful of them and she's ex and she can just see the, the the ferocity on her face and she's ready for battle she wants to fight more because you can see her fighting she had blood all over her and she was killing people and she was just like protecting her home and she was doing whatever it took with her warrior princess to defend their home with the last breath of her body and she was in that and she was fierce about it and she wanted that and she did what she needed to do to protect herself and to protect her tribe She's lived out these innermost thoughts that she possibly could have. You know, now she's like, now she's zapped into again. She's zapped into her bed, back into like one of the opening scenes that we saw in maybe episode one or two when she's laying in the bed with George. We know George is dead, so this has to be a dream state world where she's talking to her husband, but you know, she's telling him about the, the two experiences that she had, she just had. She tells him about the experience of, of uh, opening up of the, the solar system and getting the key out and opening the portal and, and being sucked into this dream state world and she told him about the, the josephine baker and told him about the the warrior princess thing that she went through and the husband is like in that dream state world with her and he's telling her and she's telling about all these things that she went through and he's and she's telling about her innermost thoughts that she's been having and she she's telling about the things that was eating away at her deep down because she felt like she was been small you know by his ambitions his ambitious things about growing the business and being the guide and not being able to you know talk to him and let him know like hey this is something that i really Really wanted to do even before she met them she said that he was all she was already feeling small and when she got into his life she kind of felt even smaller and now she's really having these experiences to be able to exhale and being able to breathe and being able to let these things out to she's always held on to and she's been able to tell her husband about these type of things and let him know that hey i felt small when i was with you but now i feel like i can do anything i feel you know i feel big i feel huge and so these are the things that she's been going through in her mindset. And these are the inner thoughts that she's had that she's now lived out that warrior princess lifestyle. She's lived out being on the stage with Joseph, Josephine Baker, being able to work those rooms and being that big star and being the person that everybody looked to. So she's had that moment. And so now, you know, we know that George is not living with her anymore. And so she's actually, you know, George embracing the, the moment and say, hey, so I didn't know I made you feel like that. You know, I apologize. I, I feel sorry for you. I didn't, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. And so she now she can be at peace, you know, by telling him those things that she's always wanted to tell him because, you know, with him leaving so sudden, she didn't really tell him about those inner thoughts that she's had. And so now they they went down to another alternate reality. She's with George and they're like they're scientists on this, you know, this this alternate world almost looked like one of those old shows that we used to watch when they were like danger, William Robinson, danger. You know, she has on her her, her, her glass helmet and for her air and he 
he's in he's there and they're out in his magical world and just like this is one of the imagination type episodes where it kind of like have you thinking like wow this is very and it was very colorful it was very colorful very vibrant you know they, these are just those times where i think the crew and the imagination of you know jordan peele and being a co-producer co on the show is like really into the bag and really just working hard to make us give that visual appearance of what she's really going through at the end of that experience she's kind of right she's back to with the black lady who kind of brought her there that 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 that, that being that we don't know exactly what that being was and never said what it was and actually saying hey look you've now fulfilled you fulfilled everything are you ready to join us and she's like oh you know i would love to join you guys i, I just don't know you know what i what i have a choice to you know i, I wouldn't want to leave my daughter i want to leave diana i want to you know i want to go back to her do i have a choice and they say yes you always have a choice and so she could either stay in that alternate reality world and live that life of just you know all those dreams that she possibly could have or she can go back to her daughter and you know being the, the loving mother that she want that she is she decides to go back and so now the the she wants to go back and then you know the cutscene automatically cuts back we think we're gonna we're gonna see her back at the the telescope but we see all of a sudden we see the cutscene we see tick fall out of the wormhole out of the portal and he comes out of the portal and he's like all frantic and he's like you know he's calling for auntie he's calling for Hippolytus for he's calling for her name he doesn't know where she is he's screaming for her and in that moment he hear the police sirens coming and because he knows that there's a dead policeman on the floor he's like what do I do and I can't find my auntie anywhere you know the machine is busted I can't get her out like where is she she's trapped we don't know where she where she is or what's going on so what he does you know he grabs the book he, he grabs he, he grabs everything he grabs the machine the machine is off he grabs the key and he hightails it out of there he runs out of there as fast as he can now we're left to wonder where is Hippolyta? what's going on like will she be able to get back because you know that wormhole was torn into the space and time by you know opening up that doorway through a telescope and you know figuring out those longitudes and latitudes and different whatever it took for her to figure out to open it up because she's smart like that and she has a, a mindset the capacity to be able to you know figure out those those uh those things that needed to open that wormhole and with it being damaged and beat up and that being technology that they probably never lay eyes on you know when he runs out we're running if she's going to be able to get out and you know as we see the camera you know pans away from um tick running out with the cops um sirens running we they pan back to the police officer who's dead laying on the floor and in the pool of blood we see underneath his arm um there's a um, comic book that his that her daughter drew for her because the daughter always draws these comic book figures of the things that come out of her imagination that you know she would normally give to her dad when he goes on a road trip but this time she was a little bit frustrated and upset with her with her mom by leaving instead of her giving it to her before she left she put it into her lunch pail box and you know her mom was using that particular you know that particular paper to write all those ideas down to try to figure out how she could open up the portal and that that particular uh, copy of it is under the man's body so i'm pretty sure that's going to play a big big role in them figuring out who she was and figuring out where she lived because it had her daughter's name on the front of the cover so that wraps up the show you know that kind of lets me know that there's going to be some more coming to this as far as like them trying to track them down track her down and figure out why she was there and you know how she opened up this portal and can she do it again because you know it's not only her that's looking for these pages christina looks for these pages as well and other people are looking for this book because they want to open up this portal as well 
so i'm pretty sure that's going to come back to play at some point in the ep in the future episode so you know that's the end of the episode you know er like i said everybody's kind of had their own episode you know you know going back and forth between you know ted letty ruby you know christina and now hippolyta we now see that everybody's kind of having their moment in the sun to kind of get their backstory and their character development which i really enjoy them having these you know these kind of solo act episode so we can get a little bit more insight on these characters and character development so if we get a season two we kind of know where they're going and kind of have a backstory a lot of shows don't do that but this is a, a show that's really giving us so because it's a 10 episode show so i really hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast i really hope you guys enjoyed the show you know i would implore you to continue to watch it if you have if this is your first time listening to my episodes please go back and check out the first you know couple of episodes and then you know come back and start watching the show and if you have some thoughts or any things you want to talk to or discuss with me about this i'm very open i would love to talk to you you know you can always hit me up on any of my channels on instagram you can hit me up on twitter facebook um, email you can hit me anywhere you want to and i'll be willing to talk to you about this show because i really think this is a great show so with that, I go ahead and wrap this show up. I really appreciate you guys listening again. And remember, it's always collaboration over competition. This is your boy, Frank Nitty, and I'm out until the next episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full-length video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash Dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind the scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember collaboration over competition until next time this is your boy frank nitty and i'm out